We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Salute to Knicks Nation. CP from Knicks Van TV here. And today's podcast is brought to you by Scotch Porter men's grooming products as you guys know this is the grooming products that i use for my beard i particularly use their premium beard wash conditioner balm and serum and i just love how it makes my beard feel man it it feels soft it's shiny it's smooth smells great and most importantly they use all natural products and for all Knicks Fan TV, the podcast listeners, you can get free shipping on all orders on $50 or more. And also, they always have sales on their beard collections, so definitely check it out. You're going to want to go to www.scotchporter.com slash hashtag KFTV. That's scotchporter.com slash hashtag KFTV. Peace. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Knicks all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. All right, here we go. Salute to Knicks Nation. This is Thursday Night Knicks, another edition of our NBA Draft Scouting Series. Uh, CP from Knicks Fan TV, my man JL's from Nick of Time Show. Today's episode, we're going to talk about the Kentucky trio of guards, uh, two of which have already declared for the NBA draft, one likely, and those are Tyrese Maxey, Ashton Hagens, and Emmanuel Quickly. Joining us tonight, special guest, he is the host of the Sources Say podcast, also part of the Kentucky Sports Radio Network. Jack Pilgrim. Jack, how you feeling tonight, man? Thanks for joining us. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. So um, let's get right into it with the first who I, I guess you would say is showing the most potential as far as uh, draft prospects go, and that's Tyrese Maxey. Uh, what, what did you like about Maxey this season in, in his freshman year? Man, Maxey is a guy that, that you fall in love with his personality first and foremost. I, I covered him on the recruiting circuit at um, a good bit. Watched him. Met with. Uh, met up with him at you know McDonald's game. Jordan Brand Classic. All those. And he's a guy that um, you know locker room guy. 
you know, good, good chemistry type guy. His, per, I mean, his personality, you just fall in love with right away. But um, on the court, man, he's he's one of those just professional bucket getters. First and foremost, he's a guy that mm. that you trust to go out there and get 15 plus um, on a regular basis. He, I think he's one of the most elite finishers at the rim that that can t- that we've seen in the Calipari era at Kentucky. Um, you know, I, I don't think his his three point numbers uh, really show what kind of potential he has as a shooter from deep. I think he's um, you know a little bit streaky from that area, but I think his I think he his mechanics are something that that we can work with at, at the next level. And um, I know he's a guy that, uh, in fact, I talked to somebody on the Kentucky coaching staff today that said that he was a guy that needed that one year at Kentucky to kind of mature physically and, and um, you know, mentally, honestly, I mean, he was, you know, bright, smiley type guy, but, you know, kind of that needed that professional approach. Um, they said that, man, he's, he is NBA ready, you know, from, from day one. I think he's, I think he's a big time, big time player at the next level. Um, I, I could, I definitely, definitely understand the, the lottery hype with him. Yeah, I mean, you definitely got to like his scoring ability, um, particularly uh, I like his floaters, man, his ability to get into the lane off of the pick and roll. He's got a nice little floater to him, and um, he, he seems like he, he steps it up as the games get bigger. I mean, he averaged 19 points against the top 25 this year. Uh, seems like he, he's very much a gamer and pretty clutch in the spotlight. Yeah, he's a. What, what, that's what kind of sucks about the the NCAA tournament getting canceled is that's what he was built to be. You know, when he came in Madison Square Garden, first first big moment of the season against Michigan State, they were ranked number one in the nation at the time. Uh, he stepped up, hit the hit the you know go ahead bucket the bucket to take the lead. Um, ultimately, won the game for Kentucky, and you know it seemed like every single big game from then he was always the guy to take over, um, and and you know. People, you know, Kentucky fans kind of thought he had that Aaron Harrison level uh, of just, you know, that clutch gene. And we were like, man, that, this could be the guy that could, you know, kind of take his game to the next level when March came around. And unfortunately, we never got to see that. So, uh, um, you know, you guys are you guys are big, big Knicks guys. And, and to play on a stage like Madison Square Garden in the spotlight like New York, I mean, that's that you know, he's he is made for that for that you know spotlight. Absolutely, man. JL, you have a question? You, um, you have a question. You talked about his shooting or the lack of shooting. Do you is that a tribute to anything? Is he taking? Is he like forcing um, more catch and shoot? I mean, is he, is he more forcing shots off the dribble, or is he missing like kind of catch and shoot shots? What can you? Why do you think he's missing shooting? Like, I think twenty eight percent from three overall. May you you went out for just a second on on that question? Can you can you say it one more time? Uh, he, you you were, you were mentioning his his uh, lack of three point shooting, uh, and he was saying, "What do you do? What do you attribute that to?" Man, I, I, honestly, it's something that the the Kentucky coaching staff was kind of confused about the whole year because he was billed as a as a as a big time shooter. He shot really well. When I watched him at like McDonald's All American practices and Jordan Brand, I never saw him miss more than two three-pointers in a row he was one of those guys that just always knew how to correct himself mid-game he was just he's he just kind of had that um you know just you know that that shooter's touch and when he got to Kentucky for whatever reason and I mean a lot of it was open looks too it wasn't even Mm. um you know I think there was a little bit that he kind of got carried away at times and and you know you know Kind of had the Trey Young, Trey Young thing going, where he'd he'd get a little get, get a little sloppy with his shot selection at times, with mm-hmm. you know shooting five six feet behind the three point line. But 
but for the most part, I think a lot of it was just, you know, trying to, um, you know, find his groove and he just never, you know, never found that consistency. But uh, long term, I, I don't see I don't see that being an issue at all. Now, they, they question whether or not, you know, he can play the point at the next level, obviously being six two six three. What What did you make of his playmaking skills in this short season that you saw him? Honestly, I think I think they didn't give him enough credit for his for his playmaking ability and and, and what it kind of it was kind of double a double edged sword with with Kentucky having three high profile guards like that because Tyrese has shown the ability to run point he did it in high school he did it at the you know AAU level um, but when you have an Ashton Hagens who was there last year who came back to kind of take take over um, you know he wasn't asked to in that role um he he was able to do it in fact at the very end of the year the last game of the season ashen hagans missed missed that final game and tyrese was was you know they calipari said this is your time now is when you're going to take over uh the the lead point guard spot and he thrived he was playing he was playing really well obviously an adjustment you know you don't you can't play all season long off ball and then final game of the year they say okay now you're going to run you know you're going to run the show so there was obviously a little bit of adjustment of an adjustment period but coach Cal raved about him after the game said man for us to kind of throw him in uh you know for you know he's done it in the past but to kind of throw him in after being after playing the role that he had all year long Mm. and to still lead the team you know they they fell down 18 points had to crawl you know claw back and and ultimately won in a a game-winning shot um you know, he, he showed that he can, you know, he can play both positions. And, I, and, you know, that was a game that I left on, man, that's, that's going to be big for him for, you know, scouts watching him and, and saying, oh, yeah, this is a dude that can definitely play one or two. Mm. Um, how about defensively? I, I've heard some good things about him defensively. Um, I heard he's a good defender on ball, off ball. Can you get, get into detail about how you can expect him to perform at the next level defensively? How, how do you like his defense, Jack? Yeah, I think, you know, I think his length is there. I think, um, you know, I think the big part of that is is just his energy. He's a guy that, that he is always going to bring it uh, every time he steps on the floor, and, and it showed. I mean, he's, you know, he's he's a little flawed um, in, in some areas defensively. You know, he, he gets, you know, kind of get he, – he'll get beat off off the dribble sometimes. He'll get, you know, back backdoored a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, the potential's there. He, he shined – I'd say he was a good defender, not great. Um, and, and above average, I think I think he definitely showed showed some uh, some high potential defensive tools. What what do you what do you think about Coach Cal's uh, Jamal Murray comparisons with him, man? Oh, I it, I think it's there right there. I mean, and you know, like I mentioned, with Jamal was a guy that he you know you saw his role at Kentucky. He was a primary you know catch and shoot type guy. Didn't really have the opportunity to take over um, you know take over with the ball in his hands. And then when he got to Denver, you know you saw that he, you know, he's obviously not the primary point guard, but he has taken, taken over that role um, more often, you know, you know, pretty often, honestly. And that's definitely what I think Tyrese could be. I mean, from a pure scoring aspect, I know, you know, Jamal, Jamal's a, a next level shooter. I mean, he's just, yeah. you know, I, I think he's one of the best shooters that we've seen um, in the Calipari era by far. So I don't, I think he has the tools to become that level player in time. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big Jamal uh, Murray fan. So it, it, it'll take some time for me to, to fall in love with him with the way I fell in love with uh, Jamal's game. And outside of the playmaking, any other areas that where you feel like, you know, he, he was deficient in or needed to work on? 
Uh, man, uh, you know, not not really. Just kind of that that efficiency um, shooting the ball. I mean, that's something that that definitely, uh, you know, we we were able to see those tools, the fundamentals of there. He, I mean, I, I do like his mechanics. I think he does need to lift, um, you know, get a shot up just a, just a hair. He's kind of a low release point, but mm-hmm. outside of that, man, I think he's he he, he is ready for the NBA um, from day one. Um, and I think I think in in time he is he definitely has the potential to be a a a starter in the league. Nice man. So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up nice. button for you boys. We are talking to Jack Pilgrim, host of the Source to Say podcast uh, of the Kentucky Sports Radio Network. We are talking to him. Uh, we're just talking to him about Tyrese Maxey, uh, mm-hmm. part of our NBA draft scouting report. Uh, JLS, anything else on Maxey before we go to uh, Higgins? No, I think I. That's sufficient. I, I've learned everything you need to do about Maxie. Okay. Can, can you guys hear me in the chat, though? Yeah, I think I think if I if I can hear you, they, they should be able to hear you. Okay. I think it just right, cool. Jack might yeah. might have some difficulty hearing you a little bit, but I think the chat should be able okay. to hear you good. Yeah. Jails right. Jails is out of his studio tonight, folks. So just bear with us. You know he's he's out on the road, mm-hmm. but he wants to talk hoops, man. You know he, he wants to talk <laughs> hoops. So let let's get it going. All right, um, Ashton Hagens, Jack, um, second year player. Um, known for his defense, it seems like his offensive numbers had dipped a little bit from his freshman year. But what what do you like most about Ashton? Yeah, defense is defense is his game. He's a he's a guy that um, was that that was definitely his calling. He's a guy that you know is going to bring it every single time he steps on the floor. That I mean, Ashton, if you want a defensive stopper, you want a high intent, you know, a Patrick Beverly type guy, you want a guy that's just going to be a pest. Um, Ashton's a guy. I'm telling you, he's a, he's a guy that just has a knack for the ball. You know, he, he knows how to jump the passing lanes. He's, I mean, he's, that is, is where he shines. And uh, when, when he, when, when, you know, he gives it his all. I mean, he's, he's a guy that I, that he could have won a uh, Naismith defense player of the year by, by far. Um, you know, offensively, I um, it, there was it, there was a big adjustment this year. I think he mm-hmm. he kind of came back, and that's kind of why I'm not as high on on him as, as a lot of people. And there's I mean, there's a reason he's a you know he's a consensus kind of um, you know second round pick at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he kind of fell in love with with taking jump shots when he's not a shooter. He kind of just he, I think he was there was like a, a sense of panic with him midway through the year. He, he started the year playing like, you know, arguably one of the best point guards in, in all of college basketball. And then he kind of hit this wall where nothing was falling for him. He couldn't finish at the rim, at the, at the rim to save his life. His jump shot wasn't hidden. Um, you know, he, his turnover numbers went way high, which is a, a, a huge, huge pro- problem for him. I think that there's a sense of panic that his offense wasn't where he need, he wanted it to be, knowing that he was going to leave after this year. When he when he returned last year, um, he, it was a decision that he was going to leave no matter what happened at the end of the second year. Mm-hmm. So when he kind of realized, oh man, I'm I might not be that first round talent, and and it, that that panic kind of set in, and it led to you know a lot of turnovers, bad shot selection, and and we really didn't see what Ashton Hagens truly is on the, on the floor, especially to close out the year. In fact, I mean, that, that last stretch of 10 games uh, was really, really rough for him. He, he really, really struggled. Turnover numbers were, were insane. And it, it ultimately led to, to you know, Coach Cal kind of said it was a um, – he needed to take some personal time away. But I think there was – I think it was a suspension that he missed that final Florida game and then the season ended. So he never got to redeem himself at the next level. So Kentucky fans will kind of always see him as a guy that – 
uh, kind of hit that wall and yeah. was never able to to recover from it. So um, kind of left a left a bad taste in in the mouths of people in Kentucky for sure. Okay. Well, I see he has a pretty decent six num- assist numbers for a guy who kind of inept offensively. Um, what's his shot creation for others like? Is, I mean, is he able to kind of you know break people off the dribble at least or, or do a little bit of dishing? Yeah, I think a lot of those uh, the assistant numbers. I think you can you can attribute to Nick Richards, you know, having a, a seven foot, you know, cool, yeah. you know Tyson Chandler level, mm-hmm. you know, type type mm-hmm. guy, you know, rim running lob catcher. Um, that's I mean, that's what Nick Richards was. So it, it, you kind of had an automatic, th- you know, three or so assists from him alone. But I mean, he I mean, he really was really you know really crafty with with being able to find open teammates and, and I mean, his court vision was, was impressive for, for the majority of the year. Uh, but like I said, it, it, it definitely felt like he got a little bit too carried away with his passing ability. I mean, his, his passing numbers were on par with Tyler Eulis, who a lot of Kentucky fans would say is, is arguably the best point guard in Kentucky basketball history. Um, his sophomore year I'd put up against, against, you know, just about anybody. And he was on pace to, to beat those numbers as a sophomore. And, you know, as his, his turnover numbers, you know, crept up and, and, you know, he kind of got sloppy with it a little bit. Those assists went down and, and, you know, he, like I said, he, we, we weren't able to see, who Ashton Hagens really is as a basketball player. And that's why I'm, I'm, I, I still have faith in his game. Um, but I definitely think at the next level, he's going to need to be more of a, uh, of a defensive stopper, Patrick Beverly type player than, uh, you know, his, his, his game's not going to be, you know, offensive made. He's going to be, he's going to make his, make his defense. money playing defense for sure. Yeah. For, okay. From some of the scouting reports, I'm reading, they, they feel like he's, he's NBA ready defensively. Um, it's just a matter of if the rest of his game can catch up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. And once again, we're talking to Jack Pilgrim from the Source of Save podcast, also of the Kentucky Sports Radio Network. Uh, just covered Tyrese Maxey and Ashton Hagens, uh, two of the P- Kentucky guards that have already declared for the NBA draft. Uh, JLs, anything else on Hagens before we go to quickly? No, no, I'm good on Higgins. I want some shooters on the team, though. I know Chad feels the same way as I do. Well, I mean, speaking of shooters, Jack, I mean, quickly definitely lit it up this year for Kentucky, man. I mean, he had an eight three-pointer game, shot 42% from downtown, a 30-point game, led the team in scoring, what, 11 times, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. What did you make of, of Quickly's freshman year? Man, quickly, quickly is a guy that if you need if you need bench scoring, he is one hundred percent your guy. Uh, man, quickly, he you know as a freshman, I think he averaged like five points a game. You know, didn't shoot all that well. Really struggled to kind of find. You know, he he was a guy that uh, was a point guard in high school that mm. that was really supposed to be an off ball. You know, he 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 was best suited as as a shooting guard, but he ran point. Um, you know, he kind of really struggled to, to create his own shot, really, you know, dribble separation really wasn't all that there as a freshman. Um, you know, he was really just a catch and shoot type guy. And, and, you know, that's, and he really wasn't even all that great as, as a freshman and as a sophomore, man, his jump is, I mean, that's, what's, that's, what's all good about college basketball, man. He, he, He hit the gym, worked his butt off all season, you know, all off season, came back with a chip on his shoulder, said, man, I want to start on this team. I want to, you know, I want to be an SEC player of the year type guy. And he came in and that's exactly what he did. He, you know, he, he made, he was still making these, you know, making open shots, but he ran the point a good bit. Um, you know, as a catch and shoot guy, 
he was, uh, you know, some of the best of the best. I mean, 43% overall on, on the year. Um, you know, he's just a knockdown, knockdown guy. Um, my thing is, he's a guy that hasn't shown enough. You know, he's, he's six foot three wingspan is you know, slightly above average. Um, right now he projects 100% as a, as a spark plug off the bench. He's, mm. he's just a, nothing more than a, a role player. And that's part of the reason why he's, you know, kind of getting that mid second round grade um, or, or so. Mm. But I think if, you know, he, I mean, he has a tough decision to make. If he wants to come back, you know, the, Kentucky brought in Devin Askew, um, it, mm-hmm. you know, to run point guard next year, but he reclassified from, from the year uh, up. Going to be an adjustment period for him. And Kentucky's basically kind of pitching him, hey, you can come back and, and run the point, kind of establish yourself as a true first-round talent. Um, so it's his decision right now is are you comfortable being a – you know, a Landry Shamit. Are you comfortable being that? You know, just a, a Lou Williams, just a, a pure, you know, you know, two role, you know, role scorer off the bench, or do you want to come back and potentially, you know, work your way into being a, a, a starter at, you know, starting point guard at the NBA yeah, level? Um, I think as of right now, he's leaning toward toward leaving. Mm-hmm. I think he is growing more and more comfortable with with having that Landry Shamit type role at the NBA level. And if, if that's what you want out of him, I'm telling you, that's, I mean, you're, you're going to need exactly that. He's going to be able to score, score in the NBA right away. Interesting. Interesting. Now, two guys that um, played in your conference that, that you uh, had a look at this year, Kira Lewis and Anthony Edwards. What, what were your takes on those two guys? Yeah. I mean, you look at Anthony Edwards. I mean, there's a reason he's a, he's a consensus top five talent right now. Uh, you know, six foot five, 225 pounds. He kind of has that NBA ready body right away. Um, struggled, struggled shooting a little bit. I think he, what he shoot 20% from three uh, yeah. over his last 10 games or something uh, really, you know, really struggled there, but he's a microwave scorer. He's a guy that, that, uh, you know, NBA ready scorer. I think, I think I saw a comparison with him that said he's a, he's either Dion waiters or Bradley mm-hmm. Beal, and he doesn't know which one he wants to be yet. Um, and uh, I think I think it's a good yeah, comparison. He's that. a guy that, that mm-hmm. he's he can take over games and win and win you games. And and if if he can kind of you know have you know mature up a little bit and and you know you know physically mature as well, mm-hmm. um, and I think I think he definitely has high level NBA starter potential. But he also you know he's he's a kind of a boomer bust type guy. And I don't know if um, you know I don't know if if you you have a top five pick. That's yeah. a, you know, that's a risk you want to take, um, you know, given the talent that you could, that you can find at the top. I, I I'm a big fan of him, but, um, I, I it, it'll be interesting to see. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely interested in, in what so he's you want, you want, you want to take him at number one. Uh, I, I don't think so. Uh, I, I think I, I, I still need to see a little bit more out of him. Um, you know, I, I understand it if, if he is taken number one overall, mm. but I, I'm I'm a big fan of, of some of the other guys up top. But you know, I, I would I would understand it, but I'm I'm not as bullish on his game as, as some other people. If you go back to the game, um, your home game against him, I felt like if I remember correctly, you guys did fairly well on him in the first half of that game. Um, do you remember how Kentucky you know tried to play him defensively that um, uh, allowed him to struggle? Yeah, I think. Are you talking the 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 game at Georgia or at Kentucky? I believe it was at Kentucky. I believe it was um, at Kentucky. I'm I'm trying to remember. I know the I, I know the first half one. I think that was at Georgia okay. when when he was dominating. You know, Georgia led 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 in the first half. He was balling. Hmm. Uh, you know, he kind of did the you know 
I'm babying you against Tyrese Maxey. They, they were friends growing up that, in yeah. Kentucky. And, and that was a big Ashton Hagen's game. Mm-hmm. Hagen's kind of took over and, and kind of got up in his face and, and, you know, just made him uncomfortable. Um, you know, when he, he's one of those guys that, that he can, he can dominate against, um, you know, uh, against most talent, but when you get it, when you get up in his face and, and you can get physical with him and, and kind of stay, you know, stay right in front of him, he's, you know, He's not he's not as unstoppable as is um, you know kind of some people make him out to be. I mean, like I said, I'm a big fan, I'm a big fan, but just yeah. uh, just a little, little bit more polishing, I think. Mm. Well, what would you take number one? Just curious. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm going back and forth by the day. Um, I, I watched I watched James Wiseman a good bit in high school, and you know, Kentucky, Kentucky was right there on his list, and and you know. I got to see his game up close and personal. I don't know if, if Memphis was the best fit for him, even if he didn't end up in Kentucky. I didn't know if that was the best fit for him, and I know he didn't play very many games. But I think his potential is just absolutely insane right now. Um, you know, defensively, you know, as, uh, defensively, I think he can be just you know special for sure. Um, mm. That that's that's a guy that if I were a GM that that I would take and kind of take take a chance on, even knowing some of the you know some of the struggles that that. We, we didn't get to see a whole lot of it. We didn't get to see how he would progress, how we'd get into, you know, into conference play, all that. Like, you know, it, it, his season was kind of cut short. I think people kind of forgot how special he could actually be because of that. So I, I'm, if, if I were a GM, that's, that's where I would put, where right. I put my, put my money. Um, two, two more quick questions. What did you make of uh, Kira Lewis when you guys played him? Man, I'm a, I'm a big, big fan of Kira. Um, you know, I, I liked him a good bit last year. And uh, I thought he could take a big step up. And man, for 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 what he was able to do, I mean, looking at his numbers, eighteen and a half points per game, you know, five rebounds, five assists, all around, you know, just flat, you know, flash player. I mean, it's one of the, one of the quickest guys in in in, in the conference. Um, you know, not not the best shooter. Um, you know, got got a little streaky at times. Had had some struggles finishing at the rim against against you know SEC length, SEC strength. But man, I'm a, I'm a big big fan of his game. If you if you could get him. Uh, man, late, late first, mid first. I mean, I, that, that's definitely a guy that I'd be, I'd be high on. You know, I'm, 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 I, I see Kira Lewis and, and Anthony Edwards not, you know, I think Anthony's better. But if you're taking, you know, playing that long game and, and you have that opportunity as a, as a mid round, you know, mid first round pick, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'd take Kira all day long. I'm a big, big fan of his game. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Uh, we're talking to Jack Pilgrim, host of the Sources Say podcast, also the Kentucky Sports Radio Network. We just touched on the Kentucky Guard trio of Tyrese Maxey, uh, Ashton Hagens, and Emmanuel Quickly as well. We also got Jack's opinions on on Anthony Edwards and Kyra Lewis, uh, two SEC players this year. Um, Jack, last last question for you. You, you got a chance to uh, see Kevin Knox play. Uh, obviously, he uh, was a lottery pick of the New York Knicks. Does it? Does his struggles thus far um, surprise you? What were your initial uh, thoughts on Knox, and and um, how does it compare to now? Nah, he not uh, unfortunately, no, nah, not at all. Um, he was a guy that he was what he was when he when when he left. I mean, there there were some strong rumblings that he was he was thinking strongly about returning for a sophomore year and it kind of shocked some Kentucky fans because he was seen as a lottery pick and then um you know, I think he I think 
he kind of got a got got a good sense that he would be able to slide in at the end of the at the end of the top ten, and you know he he was didn't wasn't able to pass that up obviously, but I think uh, you know he was a guy that Coach Cal kept saying over and over again. He's young. He's the youngest player in college basketball. Give him time. Give you know l- let him let him find his groove. Let him mature physically. You know he's he's just so, he you know he kind of grew up as a as a big guard. Um, in, you know, trying to transition into being a, a true three, you know, stretch for that, you know, that that role. Um, I think there were there were times that he was trying to play the two at Kentucky, and I think there's just that that really bad adjustment of of trying to figure out who he actually is as a player. And I think that's translated a little bit to him at the NBA level. Yeah. Um, I know you know the his sophomore dip. I mean, the, I mean, he he flat out has not been good at all this year. But I think. You got to remember that he's still 20 years old. He's a guy that that is still, you know, has he's still five years from his prime, six years away from his prime. We, we, I, I still think you got to be patient with him and understand that he's he is way way young for for his age. And mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I, I think I think it's going to be a process for sure. I, I'm still high on his game. I think long term, he, you know, I don't know, I don't know if he has all star potential or or not, but I think I think he I, I think he could get he could continue to build off that 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 rookie year that he had instead of the kind of dip that he's taken with his minute cuts and and you know just lack of lack of production honestly yeah i mean i, I could definitely agree with you man he's still trying to figure it out you know i'm, I'm not giving up hope yet but he, he's definitely a source of uh contention <laughs> amongst the fan base you know? oh yeah i mean man seeing some of those highlights some of the the headlines of of saying that he's soft and and you know all that i mean yeah i, I mean you can't disagree with it. I mean, that's, that is what he is right yeah. now, but you know, that's kind of what happens when you take a dude that's way too young to be entering the draft and, and you know, super rough around the edges about as raw as you could get, you know, to kind of expect him to be a polished product. You know, it's, it's, it's just, it's just a tough situation for him. I mean, it's tough for, tough for you guys. Cause you know, you expect yeah. him to be a top 10 level, level talent, but he hasn't shown that yet. Um, I, I, like I said, I, th- I, I'm still very high on his game. I just think it's going to be it, it, the, the adjustment period is still well underway. Yeah. The only, the only bright spot I have for Knox right now is if you hear that he's working hard with the Knicks and he's kind of a, a gym rat per se, even though it hasn't really reflected itself on the court. So I'm, I'm hoping that he pulls through on that end. Uh, was he a gym rat too in Kentucky? Do you know about his work ethic? How how was his work ethic at, at Kentucky, Jack? Oh uh, yeah, sorry you went out, you went out just just for a second there. Yeah. Then I didn't hear the question. Yeah, his, I mean his work oh. ethic was there. I mean I I, I think that was a, an adjustment to start with. I think Cal even said said a couple times that that I mean. When you get to a place like Kentucky, it's it's you know like going to an NBA NBA franchise from the start. I mean, the, the, their practices are like uh, you know, Cal, one of Cal's biggest sayings is uh, you know our practices are harder than than a lot of our games because you're you're playing five on five against other top ten, top twenty level recruits. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was an adjustment of just kind of realizing, oh man, this isn't going to be a cakewalk. This is, this is definitely harder than, than I anticipated. But I think by the end of the year, I mean, he, he had a couple, you know, his West Virginia games, kind of the big, the big game that everybody talks about with him. And, and mm. that was kind of his clicking like aha yeah, moment. Yeah. And, um, and you know, it, I, I, I think it's still not what it, what it needs to be, but I think he learned how to, how to be a professional in Kentucky and, and uh, you know, I, I I see the rumblings. I see that that people are talking about it and all that, and, and it, it's tough. I, I know it's uh, 
you guys are expecting expecting a whole lot more. It kind of makes me like, man, it's like my, my guy is not making you guys happy. But uh, hey, I, we, I, we expect greatness from you know the time they cross the stage on draft night, Jack. Yeah. That's just how it goes, I, I, man. That's just how I it goes. It. I, I totally get it. You know, uh, well, Jack, we definitely appreciate the time, man. Be, before you get out of here, um, just let the fans know uh, where they can find you. Yeah, my uh, Twitter's at Jack Pilgrim KSR. Um, sources say podcast, kind of a Kentucky basketball recruiting. Have uh, some of the uh, you know upcoming Kentucky players, you know, big name recruits, up and coming guys. They they come on the show and and we you know talk about their recruitments and what kind of you know what they're like as players and kind of get get to know them before they even get to the to the spotlight of Kentucky or you know a lot of them don't even end up in Kentucky. Um, just kind of before they they reach superstardom at, at the college level and then ultimately the NBA. So. Yeah, we, uh, we, you know, I write for KentuckySportsRadio.com and, uh, you know, to, you know, pump out, pump out Kentucky, Kentucky basketball work quite a bit. It's good stuff, man. Well, definitely best of luck. Be safe with your social distancing and everything. And once again, thanks again for joining us, man. Hopefully we'll have you on uh, as the draft draws nearer. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. All right, man. Take it easy. All right. That was um, Jack Pilgrim of the Source of State Podcast. Kentucky Sports Radio, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. It's good insights, Sales. Yeah. Good, good, it's good, good insights, man. I, I like that call. Um, yeah. I like his thoughts on Maxi. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I like thoughts on Maxi too. Um, the shooting is still a concern, but it made me talking to him made it made it seem like it's a possibility it can come around if somehow he ends up in a Knicks uniform. Yeah. So that's you know that's something to to think about it, uh, and he just like that he's competes too you know i like that's what i'm saying uh, he's he's a dog he, he's a dog that's what that's what you like to see um to me it, it's it's his playmaking you know can can he improve a little bit as a playmaker uh you, you know you think right now they have him slotted as high as 10 is what i saw mm. so never know again you never again, know you never know man so i'm just thinking how you pair him with with uh, RJ out mm. there? You know, still, yeah, I'm still not sure. I'm still not sure, man. That's <laughs> if he pairing, if he pairing, man. But off the pick and roll, he's solid. Yeah, off the pick and roll, he's solid. You could definitely do that off the yeah. pick and roll. If you end up ten, who knows though? Maybe you do a trade down for Kira. I don't know. Maybe you, maybe you get cute as as you guys would say. <laughs> I, I don't see them trading down, man. I wouldn't do it. Let's pick who you going to pick, man. Hmm? Pick, you're pick to, to me, if there's a guy there that, that you just pick him. We need the best player available right now. Because it's, it's really real. It's hard to see, like, who is going to be the real number one. Like, yeah. and you can see, like, uh, Perry knew that Knox wasn't going to be uh, the top guy right away. He kind of, I feel like he picked the long game over the short game. Yeah. So you like, like Jack was saying, look, like maybe the West Virginia game was the one that sold Perry. Well, we know he uh, Perry, well uh, Knox beat Miles Bridges in one on one. Yeah. We know that was a big thing. So who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen? Maybe Kira beat somebody in the combine, or who knows? But I'm hearing a lot of things about Kira. So yeah. Kira could be the guy. Max could buy. Who knows? What, what you think in the chat, guys? Do you like Kira or Max? What do you guys think in the chat, man? Between Kira Lewis, Tyrese, Maxi. Uh, who, who do you guys like right now as a prospect for the Knicks? Leave a comment below. Salute to everybody in the chat. I'm going to start the phones up if you guys want to call in, talk about anything Knicks draft, uh, whatever the case may be, any of the news that um, happened this week. It was a slow news week. 
um, JLS. Yep. You know, not not much going on. League is still kind of, you know, up in the air in terms mm-hmm. of whether they're going to resume or not. Yeah, man. So, Everything depends on this government and see what we can do with this, the, the testing of the coronavirus. Yeah. It all depends on that. The season hangs on, hangs on right now. Absolutely, man. Um, ESPN's mock draft had us taking Denny at six. What'd you think about that? Um, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I'm not, I won't be super upset. I, I, in my heart of hearts, you know, Jay Ellis wants a shooter. Yeah. Uh, because I just want, I just want to, I just want to immediately have, have that guy have an impact on his team and just be able to stretch the floor for RJ. But, um, long term, Denny could be a nice pickup. Uh, he, he, he seems like he's shown some flashes of shooting, so maybe it can uh, affect our team positively along with the rest of his well-rounded game. So I wouldn't be super. I'm not. I wouldn't be super upset at any. But even though I do want a shooter or or a point guard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. You know, super upset at it. You just can he shoot? Is the question, right? Yeah. Um, you, you know that he, he has a high IQ. We had Jason Filippi on international scout. You know, you, you know he has a good feel for the game. Somebody that can initiate the break. He has good size. You know, somebody that, you know, decent athleticism. But it, his jumper is very erratic. Right. You know, jump jumper is very erratic. But as a guy that can make plays for you, sure, I, I think he could definitely get the job done. Absolutely, you absolutely. And, and raise the overall awareness and, and IQ of our team. So that, that wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing if you have a good uh, system for him. Somebody like the Spurs, yeah, exactly. And if he if he has that after four, and the shooting comes along eventually, then I mean, he might not be on top of the world this year, but maybe in a few years, yeah, we will come together, and that'll be a perfect compliment to RJ, someone who's unselfish, can shoot and pass. As long as the shooting gets there, you know what I mean? Yep, <laughs> that's it, man. Let's let's go to another one. See if it's uh. See if it's switchboard or if, or if that was loose. So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Another quarantine stream. We just had Jack Pilgrim on of the uh-huh. Sources Say podcast. Shout out to Jack. Yeah, man. Uh, who else? He liked Wiseman at, uh, at number one, Jails. That was interesting. Yeah, we didn't hear that. We haven't heard that yet. Definitely haven't heard that. It's like I've seen some people. I've seen some ESPN list that had Wiseman at like the one. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, huh, I wonder if they're, if they're keeping up. But, I mean. This guy likes Wiseman despite all the flaws I've heard from him. So I mean, from the from the guys I've heard talk about him, I'm not sure he's he's the pick. But uh, if somebody else is high on him, because I'm certainly not uh, good for them. Better for I, us. I got to do more homework on him. I, I got to do more mm. homework on him before I can decide. But um, you know, he he, he thinks Wiseman can be a beast. Ismail in the chat says he's a stud. Mm-hmm. Natty Solo says slightly worse than um, Aton Jerome Maiden. Mm. So yeah, yeah, I heard so. like he's, he's kind of gets shot happy. Yeah, and he doesn't really have the defense. You know how like how Mitch is like a real modern five mm-hmm. kind of you know slide his feet, his, he has switches hips and you know stay in front of people and block shots. It seems like uh, Wiseman doesn't really have, have that. Aspect of this game, even though he has a shot blocking, he's kind of you know a little tight. So mm. I'm like, to me, if we already have Mitch, um, why why go Wiseman? Unless right. the potential is that much there. Unless he's head and shoulders, right, right. Yeah. Uh, Will me, from LI, how you feeling, Will? 
Hey, what's happening, man? Let me just first off, I think the soundboard sounds kind of weird. It sounds like really, oh, it's, the yeah. voices sound really like uh, low. It's but um, probably the uh, switchboard. Let's just get my points off. Yeah, good. Yeah. So uh, the first point I want to talk about. Uh, well, first off, they got uh, great work as always with bringing in the work, you know, DJs. Um, uh, bringing the people to scout and everything. Um, Tyree, uh, Tyree. Uh, Maxi, good player. Just don't know. Uh, he's kind of low on the board. I don't think the Knicks are gonna have. Uh, I wouldn't want them to use that pick or trade down or anything like that. So good player. Don't know if he's good for the Knicks. But uh, what I wanted to talk about really was uh, the Lowry marketing situation mm-hmm. and the Bulls and all that stuff. So um, honestly, right? And just because his draft stock is, I mean, his trade stock is low. This is this is a potential package I'm looking at. I just want to get you guys points on this. I wanted to know, what would you guys think about trading the Clippers first, the Charlotte second, and then Kevin Knox for Larry Market? I feel like at that point, you know, they wouldn't, they would definitely want a first for him. You're getting a low first in the Clippers pick. Again, for Mook that who we didn't know if he was going to come here anyway. Um, we need a stretch for him, man. And like, what they said about Knox, man, even the guy even confirmed that he wasn't a traditional um, three or four. He was a guard, and he plays like a guard. But the problem is, if you put him against a guard, he's going to get shredded on defense. So you can't have him there either. Like, I don't want to give up on the kid. Like you said, he's only 20 years old. But at the same time, I'm just like, Laurie is a guy that used to, you know, average like 13, uh, 19 points. You know, he can go in and out. He was over there busting, you know, he who should not be named, but during that one game. So I'm just like, you know, it's, I feel like if, if, the, if the price is right, yeah. I'll pull the trigger. What, what do you guys think about that? What do you think, Jails? Hmm. <laughs> what do you think, Jails? 27, 38, and Knox. Flowery Marketing. 27, 38. Uh, doing, I might do. I'm, I'm pulling. I don't super hate it. I might not do the two first. I might, I might right take, yeah. Yeah, see, I see that 38 could be kind of high. Depends on how you like this draft, right? Yeah, I might get, I might, I might do Knox in a second. I might do that. <laughs> yeah, that new Bulls GM is gonna hang up on you before you even get a dial tone, before you even get your first <laughs> ring. You ever, you ever have that on a cell phone jails where you call somebody and it hangs up before it even rings? You got a low one. It would be that type of situation. The Bulls GM is not taking Knox. And 38 for marketing. Come on, man. Hey, if he's low, it depends on how low he is. He's trying to make a splash. He's trying to make a splash. He's not making a splash of marketing. He didn't do nothing last year. Yo, he's 22 years old, Jails. What do you mean? I mean, yes, listen, he's 22 years old. Maybe this year's it was just, you know, you throw it away. It's a throwaway year. Everything was chaotic. Everything was in dysfunction. Like, no, same thing you say for DSJ. We can well, what, what do you think? The new take... Bulls GM is going to give him away like Porzingis? He's not that stupid. I mean, look, DSJ's, <laughs> the DSJ averaged, what, 15 <laughs> points per game for two seasons? <laughs> right? What, Am what, I right? What, uh, yeah, no, he did. He did. He did. I'm uh, just, I mean, he, he can say the same thing about us with DSJ. But no one's trying I to guess. give us the world for DSJ. We were trying to get him for Malik Monk straight up. And people were like, eh, they wanted the first two. They wanted the Knox you know in a second. Uh, Why not us? Ishmael <laughs> says Knox and DSJ for marketing. I'd do that. Yeah, I'd do that. I'd do, I'd do that. Knox and DSJ. I don't, I don't even think they need another first with Knox and 
because if you really think about it, it's a fail first for another fail first. Yeah. And then you get That's the way I'm thinking about it. I wouldn't call marketing a fail first, though. He had a solid sophomore. I wouldn't season. either. He had a down year. That's, he, That's what, what I'm was, saying. What was his averages last year? Um, I got to go back. I think it was like 18 and 9, I believe. I got to go back and check. I believe it was 18 and 9. Um, yeah, Frank and Los Mate. Let me let me do this. Let me hang up and call back into the switchboard. Frank and Los Mate, hang on to the line. If it disconnects, just call back. So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. JLS is in here making two K trades. Yes. <laughs> Docs at thirty eight for marketing. I mean, what what would you think is a realistic trade for marketing? I don't know. What's up, realistic trade for marketing? It's hard, hard to really tell. Marketing fourteen points a game last year. All right, all right. Last year, okay. No, no this, this 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 past season. And what was the last year? This past season, this past season, he's fourteen. Uh, last season, uh, 2018-2019 season, he averaged eighteen points a game. Yeah, it was eighteen, right? Yeah, I pull it. This year, he's actually pretty fifty-one percent, thirty-four point three, which is not good or not really bad average. Almost. Pull it. Bring bring back the bootleg Porzingis in here. <laughs> <laughs> right all our wrongs. <laughs> That's what you got to do, man. That's what you got to do. Um, let's see who's in the chat. Salute to everybody in the chat. Let's see who's in there. Salute to uh, James Sanchez, Alex Collins in here checking in. Last King 85 says, go Christian Wood. Christian Wood is better. I saw something crazy like Christian Wood was averaging after the DeAndre the Andre Drummond trade. I was calling DeAndre Drummond. Um Christian Wood was averaging something like twenty and twenty four and nine or something like that. Yeah, yeah, we, we said that on this program. Sheesh. <laughs> we said that on this program. And that's why Christian Wood is not on everybody else's list, because he figured maybe yeah. you know everybody got out the way. Now everybody got out the way, he's able to do his thing. But now, you know, it might be different if defenses are more prepared for him because it's kind of off the radar. Good point. Good point. Is it, is it a Randall situation? Is it a Randall exactly. situation? Is it a Randall situation? Which is why I feel like, you know, which is why I'd say we might not have to do something crazy like, uh, you know, like an 18,000 or something. But on the other hand, Detroit might, you know, match. So. Good points. Good points. Let's go to um, Frank from Florida. Frank, how you feeling, man? Hey, man. I'm doing good, bro. How you guys doing? Good. Can you hear us? All right. Yeah, it's kind of static, but, yeah, I think we can move forward with this. So, yeah, you know, what I think the Knicks need to do is I really think they need to make a move and try to get Ben Simmons. They can't really do that. I know a a lot of people on the chat are going to be against this, but I think they got to do everything possible to get Chris Paul. If you really look at it, the last time we had a leader was basically Jason Kidd. We haven't had a leader or a winner ever since, man. And, you know, I think Chris Paul would do wonders for this team, especially if we have all these young guys, high draft picks as well. You got DSJ, Frank Nilakina. So I think Chris Paul should be a priority. I know he's going up there in age, but I think he'll help out a lot of these young guys. Just want to see what your thoughts are when it comes to that. So you're saying Ben Simmons or Chris Paul? Yeah. Man. Man. <laughs> man, Jails. Man. Because I know Ben Simmons going to be steep, man. I know steep. the Sixers are not going to let him go like that. But I think Chris Paul, I think, I mean, even at his age, I think that that's what the Knicks need, man. They need that veteran leadership, you know, in the locker room. And 
you know, the guy, he played great for the Thunders, and I think he would do good, man. I, I really believe that. You expect Chris Paul and him and Leon Rose are tight, so. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, Jails, your contention is can he stay healthy? Can he stay healthy? Like, Can can he stay healthy? What uh, are you giving up for him to, to play yeah. if he right. can't stay healthy? His, his cost went up. His cost, no doubt, went up. You, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, listen, there's no doubt Chris Paul can help us. There's absolutely no doubt he can help us. It, it's just a matter of what are you willing to give up? Are you willing to pay him $40 million with the risk that at 35 years old, it, it, he's likely to get hurt again? Um, but he'd be a great asset, Jails. I mean, let's face it. Even if you draft a point guard here, I think Chris Paul would be good here. Yeah, yeah. Because one more, you know, one more thing I want to mention. Like I mentioned before, I mean, look, you know, we traded out, we traded Porzingis. Porzingis, you know, with a big value. We traded him for DSJ. DSJ was really the focal point of that trade. We just can't give up on the kid like that. You know, a lot of the people on the chat, you know, they want to give up on him. You know, Knox is another one. You know, Frank Nilakina. I mean, these guys, what they probably needed, they got to see exactly how it's done in the NBA, and they can learn a thing or two from Chris Paul, in my opinion. Uh, no, that's all facts. All facts, Frank. Appreciate the call, man. Be safe down there in Florida. Yeah, he's right. What do you think about the Ben Simmons thing? We don't have the shooters for Ben Simmons, man. Yeah. Right on the head, man. It wouldn't make it wouldn't make you got Ben Simmons. Well, you're gonna have you would have to trade RJ for sure. Um, Mitch, no, but you would have to trade RJ and probably like three first round picks, you know. I agree with you, man. We don't have the shooters. We move in the exact same situation as 76ers. Right? We need to be in the same situation. They're going to end up trading them, though. I think they will. You have to end up trading somebody because they just don't work, man. They don't yeah. work together. They're going to end up trading him and keep trying to keep MB mm. before Leon Rose goes and gets MB. Because <laughs> that's definitely happening. Either MB or, or Cat will be a Nick in the, within the next two years. Says from CP's, what, what, what makes you say that? I just, I just have that feeling. It's out there. The aura is out there, man. I just, I just feel like you know, the way Philly's going, the way Minnesota's going to be going. Um, I, I see one, of, one of those guys will be, will be a Nick in two years. Say two years, I think. That's funny. I'll all, I'll be all for Embiid being a Nick. Like he has that New York attitude. Talks smack, plays hard. You know. Yeah. Health is the biggest thing for him. Like that's the only thing. It's like if we if that ever ends up happening, we'll be on the clock. Because like, how long can your knees hold up? Facts. <laughs> uh, as far as the DSJ thing, I mean, look, you can't wait for everybody, Jails. Yeah, you, know? you can, man. The draft comes. It's a treadmill, man. The draft comes. Free agency comes. Guys come. Guys go. That's just the 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 the, the business. The downside of the business. So it's a next man up situation. Right now, none of our point guards are, are any good. Uh, they blackballed ISO. We're not going to get to see him, and I think he's going to be gone. And so you got to bring in the next guy. If the next guy, whether it's Lamelo, whether it's Cole Anthony, whether it's Killian Hayes, whether yeah. it's Kira Lewis, they're going to be better than DSJ is. I mean, my, let's, my let's, thing is, let's be real. They they're gonna be a better asset to this team than what DSJ can be. My thing is, is DSJ mentally ready to be in New York or right. just stay in? I don't think that. I think case, I man. think he wants out. I think he, he wants definitely out. wants it out. He definitely wants out, and 
And when, as soon as Fizz left, that was his last kind of beacon of hope to even compete mm-hmm. or even stay mentally ready in New York. He, I feel like he checked out a long time ago. And we saw a heartbeat at, towards the end of the season a little bit. But it's just like, man, like, and granted, you know, he went through a lot this year, but. Yeah, I, he, I always he, question it. Yeah. He went through a lot, man, whether it was personally or um, you know, free agent the the free agency situation just didn't you know, didn't help a lot of the young guys. It didn't help DSJ, it didn't help ISO, it didn't help Dotson. Yeah, uh, hurt Frank when when you had all three guys, you you were playing all three three guards, you know? Mhm. So it hurt him. It hurt him, but Definitely like hurt I said him. in the, in the draft, he he's going to get pushed pushed out. I, I think that's what's yeah. going to end up happening. Definitely. Yeah, man. Uh, let's go to um, Delano. Delano, how you feeling, man? I'm doing good, man. How y'all doing out there? Good, bro. What's going on? Yeah, maintain, man. I'm doing good, man. Salute everybody in the chat. Y'all know the vibes. Um, listen, um, my um, my thing with the draft, uh, because of the fact that we have needs that we need to address, um, I would probably focus on the point guard immediately. Um, whether it's um, LaMelo, Killian, uh, Cole, Halliburton, anybody of that caliber. Mm-hmm. And in the late draft, to address the other need, which I always say is um, a, a legitimate center, um, do you think um, somebody like Aduke, um, Udoka Azubuke would be available? Somebody who kind of has been under the radar, um, but again was a finalist just now for the Wooten Award with um, Obi Toppin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's as a, that's a, for the Clippers pick or second round? You talking? Yeah, with the Clippers pick. The Clippers pick, and that's going to be twenty five. So, so you wouldn't. So you're saying go point guard early, and, and then go for a play like Azubuke. yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd go point guard early. Um, Kira Lewis, I think, is a is a dynamic uh, point guard. Mm-hmm. Um, his scoring is, is definitely needed, but his playmaking, um, you know. It's quite, I won't say it's questionable, but comparing to the ones before him, again, the ones that we, you know, we mentioned in, you know, the, the balls, the, the haze, the, the, you know, even Cole Anthony, whose numbers don't look as good as, you know, everybody projected, mm-hmm. considering the team he played for with uh, UNC. Um, you know, their playmaking is basically the thing that they're known for, playmaking and scoring. Kira's more of a a scoring point guard. And, you know, again, when we need plays down, you know, I need, I just want to get a, you know, I'm, I'm as a traditionalist, I like a point guard that's able to make plays and more the floor general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I understand. I mean, I get it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not really up on the guy that you're talking about. That's so a bouquet. That's a bouquet. I'm not, I'm not up on him, but I, I can understand the, uh, the strategy of it though getting that point guard at the top and then go go for him in a a big down low but i can't even i'm this is another guy down low that i heard was pretty good that uh i forgot his, his name is it killy uh like killy and tilly i think is his name i think it's killy and tilly he was supposed to be like pretty good but it's, mm. it's only one thing holding him back is injuries really but um i think he might actually be a guy who's a big man can help and I've heard some cool things about it's kind of like a stretch four type of deal. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree with that thinking. But also have to remember too that we, we 
picking sixth or seventh. I mean, seventh, probably seventh, maybe tenth. So a lot of those guys might not even be available. So we might have to pull audible and see what else we can get. So it might be a carrier. It might be a, a, some guy who's not a floor general. Who knows? Yeah. Never know, man. And I think Delano dropped. Thing was having some uh, issues with the switchboard. But I uh, appreciate you, Delano, for calling. Salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Um, Ishmael Rivas sent us a super chat. He says, um, Randall, Payton, and Portis for CP3 and two first-round picks. Randall, oh. Payton, and Portis. I wish, I wish we could get that lucky, man. Uh, man. I wish we could get that lucky, man. You know, that, that, would, that would be a steal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That would be a steal. All right, let's see what the tagathon is going on with JLs before we wrap up. So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Uh, next show will be Sunday. Um, CK2K will be back. And we'll do our uh, do our what ifs and, and uh, yeah. get back to the fan mailbag as well, man. So Sunday afternoon, Eastern. We'll get back to it. Salute to um, anybody that's Team Hashtag New. Salute to Team Hashtag New in here. We got Nick Flair in here. JL Jamal Simpson, what's going on? Quiet Money. Q's in here. Mm-hmm. IOPS, what's going on? Robert Paris, how you feeling? Uh, Jaden Diaz. Salute to Jaden Diaz. Uh, Moneyline Mark, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Natty Solo, sure. how you feeling? Who, who else you want to shout out, JL? Yep, shout out to Gregory Lee, Locks Main. Shout out to uh, Coach Charles Carter, my guy from LI. Uh, my mom's over here representing Craig Williams and, and Fritz. Uh, shout out to you guys. And yo, shout out to Andrew. Yo, Andrew Colo. Andrew Colo Disease. Shout out to you. Nice. Too, <laughs> nice. This is a good attempt to, to pronounce his name, Charles. That was good. That was good. I tried. I mean, I, yeah. I know I missed a lot of people's names, yeah. but I really tried. No, nah, it's all good. <laughs> that was a good one. That, that was definitely a good one. All right, Tankathon right now, JLS has us at, um, let's do a sim lottery. See how they feeling about us today. Ooh, number eight. Number eight, JLS. And then if we go to the mock draft, they have us with Killian at six. Ooh, in the mock draft, they gave us okay. two. LaMelo. Oh. LaMelo. Let's do it. Yeah. I could I could see this uh, this mock draft playing out though. They have Anthony Edwards to Cleveland, Lamelo to the Knicks at two, James Wiseman to the uh, Warriors at three, Denny Avdija four to the War uh, to the T Wolves, Okongwu to the Hawks, Obi Toppin to the um, to the Pistons. They have Killian Hayes to the Bulls. I'm not so mm. sure about that, but um, interesting. Yeah. Halliburton, Halliburton to the Suns. Cole Anthony to the Spurs they have on this uh, mock draft. And uh, Maxie at 13. Interesting, man. Whenever we get to this draft, Tails, it's it's, uh, it's, going to be interesting to see, man. Man, very interesting. interesting. Give me that number two. I'll be happy. Yeah. Yeah, man. Give me that number two, man. I'll I'll definitely, definitely take it. Yeah, salute to Michael Partner gave a super chat. Says, uh, "Can you see a scenario where RJ is moved on draft night?" No, nah. no. <laughs> I, no, no. I don't see any scenario where RJ is moved on draft night. I, I don't think that's the only. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think that. I don't even think they trade Julius Randle. To be honest with you guys, I don't see it. You really think? So? I think he can go, man. I don't think they trade Julius. I think he can. I think he might. I think it's a chance. Yeah. I think there's a chance. Like they have to see if they watching the games like we watching it. I think there's a chance. Yeah. Um, like the only people I'm really sure that's gonna be here really is RJ and Mitchell Robinson. In my right. Opinion. Right. I see. I'm looking at. Well, I mean, to 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 go to Delano's point in terms of the, the late rounder. Um, I want a shooter, man. I want a shooter. You know, Naismith they have slotted at twenty. Kara Lewis at twenty one. This is just off a of mock draft. Vernon Carey would be interesting from Duke with okay. with that late pick twenty seven. What's uh, his game? Um, power. I mean, he's a center. He's center center from Duke. <laughs> Average twenty five and twelve last year. Um, you know, he's he's hovering around there is what they have him at. Trey Jones at twenty four. So we'll see how it goes. But I'm looking for shooting, man. I'm looking for yeah, shooting man. before I go get bigs. We got enough bigs. We got Taj, we got Mitch, and we got my man Bobby Portis, Jay Ellis. Exactly. Oh, the, oh, oh, the tank the commander. Changed. The tone has changed. Your man now. That's your man's? <laughs> the tank commander Bobby P on a fifteen million dollar contract. And him back. Oh man. With the with with the cap dropping like a stone. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I don't I don't think they bring it back. I don't I don't think they bring it back. Nah. Yeah man. Um but gotta cut him and bring him back cheap. Well, maybe. Maybe. See see how it goes, but he'll, he'll he he looks like a guy that I go to the highest bidder anyway. True. You know? So you're right about that. Yeah, but yeah, go ahead and uh and, and sign out, man. Yeah, man. Salute to the chat. Salute to everybody watching, man. If you have not uh, signed up for the time show, you can do so. Still trying to get some content. It's been a crazy week, man. It's crazy. My job is working crap. I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I'm pulling out the overtimes for real. Bro. I don't know what's happening. But when I get back on track, definitely watch out for the YouTube.com slash Time Show and join us for our next content. Or, and, you know, you also see me see videos every week because, you know, we, stay, we out here still. We out here still. Also, check out NickandTimeShow.com to watch all of the vlogs. Get my stuff from Ken. Uh, fr- fr- Fritz should be here soon as well, so definitely watch out for that. And, yeah, man. Also, get the merch at the NickandTimeShow.com as well. That is all. Appreciate you, Chael. Yo, they roasted me in the chat, Chael. They said the quarantine got me going crazy with this Bobby Portis talk, man. (laughs) (laughs) Bobby. Hey, man. Hey, Bobby was a sniper to close the season out, man. Respect him, Chael. Respect him. Yeah, man. (laughs) We got shooters, man. And if he leaves, oh, man, forget about it. Forget about it. Well, listen, Iggy, maybe we see Iggy a little more. Maybe Kevin's turn a little more. You know what I mean? Maybe you get Lowry. Maybe you get a Bertans. You know, Mm that would be ideal. You get a, maybe you get Wood. We'll see. Yes, he likes that idea of Knox at the four. I'm not sold yet. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, salute to everybody for watching, man. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Share these videos, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, email, text, whatever you do. Just share these videos. Remember, this show's available in audio podcast format. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, and Stitcher. 
We hope you guys are uh, doing well, healthy. Hope your families are healthy, happy. Everybody's doing all right in this time. We'll see you guys again Sunday. CK2K's back. Quarantine stream. We'll be doing our what ifs and, and uh, back to the fan mailbag stuff. So uh, let's shout out some people before we get out of here, JLs. Definitely want to shout out uh, once again all the mods Keith Sinclair, Delano, TM, Dave, Alex Collins. Appreciate it. Alex Trataros, appreciate it. John Talento, Ala Wise, appreciate it. Uh, JL, so you want to shout out, man? Yeah, right, man. Gregory Lee, John Talento. Oh, yeah, I sound like I will be always, always, always. Shout out to Andrew. Everybody, man. Everybody who represents KLT. Everybody who runs up. Post game live show and expand TV. Shout out to everybody. Love. Yeah, man. Bobby Portis for MVP, JL. So you heard it here first, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. We, we heard the chance sprung out in the garden. So you, 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 you were there. Don't hate. Don't hate. Right. Great. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Peace.